Welcome to the MGU, the Michael Genomatic Universe podcast. I am one of your hosts. I am Michael. And I am Gina. And we're here for episode eight. Episode eight. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Uh, We did have a little bit of a delay getting this one out, unfortunately. Sometimes life gets away from us and And things happen. And by us, you mean... Me. Well, mostly you, but you you know you have a lot of things going on, and and maybe the world needs to know what's going on in the world of Gina that caused this delay. Oh, okay. Well, the first thing I have <laughs> to say though is, boy, I just cut some onions, and my eyes are stinging. Yeah, Gina's making an amazing dinner tonight, um, and we're we're doing this before we actually eat. We don't know if it's going to be amazing. You're a really good cook. That's nice of you. To and say. I assume. It will be amazing. Well, we're trying to eat healthy. We are. So that's our thing. So we have we have two different salads and some roasted veggies. And I brought some veggie burger patties. It's a veggie party. Yeah, we're going crazy. I did not... When I started dating Gina, I didn't know I was signing up to be basically a vegetarian. That's not fair. It's really not. It was my choice. Exactly. But, but, I've never asked you to be a vegetarian. You never did. No. In I, fact, I said BYO meat tonight if you wanted to. And what did I bring? You brought bean burgers. I just feel weird about it now. And but I, I shouldn't even say it's weird. I felt weird about it for a little while about if I would bring meat. I think that would be weird. And now it's just kind of a normal thing. Even at home, now I'm eating more vegetarian. Mm, exactly. I don't know what's I think you're projecting. I'm definitely projecting. You're totally digging it. I am definitely And you're trying to blame projecting. me for the fact that you have finally found your true calling as a vegetarian. <laughs> to be fair, last night I did have a bunch of uh, of chicken wings. You did. Yeah. You did have chicken wings. That's pretty wings. rare. It's a rare thing now. It's true. Yeah. So. And. Pretty cool. You're working out like a madman. I almost wonder if you're trying to turn yourself into a superhero. This show has inspired me. I feel like the man of steel now. I, I mean, you pretty much are. Huge. So, I am huge. I'm, I'm not huge, by the way. Uh, but it's, You're actually getting smaller. I'm getting smaller. A little smaller. Yeah. <laughs> but it, So that's what I've been doing. Gina, on the other hand, has been... She's been... Well, she has a cabin. This amazing cabin that she's been working on for a long time. And she's finally got it ready to go. I've been working on getting it on Airbnb. Right. So I can share it with the world, rent it out, help pay for some of it. Right. And it's been a ton of work. So much work. And I'm I'm sorry, Michael, that we missed our episode last week, but I just had so much to do. I'm really not that upset, but you should apologize to our listeners. I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> that was very ambitious of you to put a plural on the I know, end. I feel like we could probably no, call we, them out by name if I mean, we really we, wanted to. Well, okay, but we're getting, you know, we have a few listeners. We do. There are some people we that are listening. We have a few. And thank you to that, to that handful of people out there who are listening to us. Yeah, we actually, we really appreciate it. Uh, one thing I want to just mention is, as you know, we are on social media. We are on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at mgupodcast23 at gmail.com if you want to send us some mail. For us to answer, which we love answering your we questions. Love it. And speaking of that, should we do some listener mail? Let's. Michael. Yes. Our first question comes from our listener, Sarah. Okay. Sarah says, Hello, Gina and Michael. Michael, are you going to fill Gina in on the pertinent Marvel TV show, i.e., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter? D, D, J, J, L, C, et cetera, et cetera, (laughs) storylines as they happen and tie into the movies, or are you ignoring them completely? I'm going to make the assumption that there is no way in hell that you can commit to adding in several TV shows on top of the 25 movies. P.S. I think you should watch the shows as I think they are all excellent. So this is really a question for you because I don't know what she's talking about. Well, I mean, I do a little. I know that there are companion TV shows, but what do you think, Michael? There are. Well, the shorthand, DD is Daredevil. JJ is Jessica Jones. LC is Luke Cage. Is that the only other? Agent Carter. Oh, Agent Carter. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Et cetera, et cetera. I think we'll just have to get to those when we get to them. I don't think we're going to tie them in to the universe because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., We'd have to start it right now to tie it into what's coming up with Captain America Winter Soldier because they do acknowledge it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but I don't know how much Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. acknowledges the rest of the universe after that. 
And okay. the other ones, they do acknowledge that they are part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's really such a small part. It's mostly in passing. Okay. So I don't really think they're necessary to watch. Some of the series are really good and they're worth watching, but you can watch them on their own. And have you watched all of them? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I watched the first few episodes and kind of lost interest in it, but I guess it got better. I don't know. Some people said, it, I've, I've read that it's gotten a lot better. Okay. I don't know for sure, but like Daredevil, the first season is great. Uh, Jessica Jones, the first season is really good. Luke Cage is fine, you know, but some okay. of them are better, definitely better than others. Well, I think I mentioned to you, I was looking for, I was referring to the order of release of all the movies and I somehow stumbled on a list that included the shows. So it sprinkled them in within the movies and I thought, Oh, there's a whole other thing. There's a whole thing, but it's not necessary. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're good. They're worth watching. Sarah might think it's necessary. Sarah might think so. But maybe we'll do that another time. Maybe that's a different show. Maybe it's a different, maybe maybe Sarah should do it. Maybe Sarah should do a podcast Mm. about it. So, um, yeah, she'd be a good podcaster. Okay. Question number two, Hannah, Asked if you could insert a Marvel movie into a board game, for example, Thor in the context of the world of Settlers of Catan, what combination would you choose and why? Well, first of all, <laughs> I don't know what Settlers of Catan even is. <laughs> Only the most popular board game in the world. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about is it. Is that true? It's one of them, yeah. It's Settlers of Catan. By the way, I'm a board game nerd. We've mentioned this before. Settlers of Catan is probably the game that was considered the one that moved people from Monopoly and Sorry and all kind of the old school games that we all played into these modern board games, which are a little bit more complicated, a lot more thematic. You think? Yes, as you (laughs) have found out, Gina. Michael has been introducing me to the world, his world of board games. Yeah. When we first met, he mentioned that he, on his dating profile, that he was a board game aficionado. He was really into board games. (laughs) And I naively said, oh, I like playing board games. Yep. Yep. And he knew that I had no idea what he actually meant, but played along and now is teaching me to play board games. I am. Board games. Yeah, but they're... Not board games. But they're not usually games. Board games. (laughs) They're not games that make your brain explode, though, the ones that I'm introducing you to. Well, there was the one that almost made my brain explode and then we stopped playing. We did stop that. That I could see your eyes kind of rolling back. Into the back of your head. It was too hard. It it was a hard game to teach. And and sometimes I don't want to work that hard at the end of the day. I don't blame you. But But a lot of the games have been really, really fun. Yeah, we've been finding a sweet spot lately. But I'm going to have to go defer back to my knowledge of board games. Right. Because I I can't... Well, maybe everyone who listens to this podcast is always... Or I'm sorry, is also a board game fanatic. They might be. I don't know. They might be. But I'm just going to go with straight up old-fashioned Clue. Oh, okay. I was going to use the board game Clue, and I thought it would be fun to put the Avengers movie into Clue, because then we could have multiple characters. Okay. Now, to be okay. fair, I don't. I only know so many characters sure, at this sure. point, because we're just, you know, we're on number eight. Yeah. But that was... So I'd like to see the Avengers characters in the Clue board game. That could be interesting. So that's mine. Mine... I don't I don't I had a hard time finding one because here's the thing with Marvel it's all over the place in board games. There are so many Marvel board games and they put them in a lot of different contexts. I don't know if they've done Clue actually. Oh, so you were already thinking of the ones that exist. Yeah, and I was I was thinking, well, let's see. I mean, obviously, I don't want to play Monopoly and I definitely don't want to play Marvel Monopoly. That doesn't make any sense. Blech. So I was t- trying to think of games that I own that maybe could use a Marvel theme. And interestingly enough, I came across one. Uh, I was wondering how to work. So have you heard of the movie Big Trouble in Little China? Yes. It's one of my favorite movies. And there was actually this company that made a Big Trouble in Little China board game. It's basically the movie in a box. They do all the stuff in the movie. It's amazing. Like If you're a fan of the movie, it's a great game. It's wonderful. And some of the things that they do in there, I thought, you know, they could probably do this with like an Avengers theme. So one of the things that the game does that I love is you you have your characters. You have about four, five, six characters that you get to choose from. And each one along the way has certain journeys that they can take. They have little quests that they can take. And those quests affect how what happens when you face the bad guy. So if you're successful in these quests, it makes your 
your final confrontation with the bad guy a little bit easier. If you're unsuccessful, it becomes that much tougher. So I thought, wow, that'd be really cool in an Avengers theme if you're playing, let's say, Iron Man, and you have your quest, whatever it is, probably in this case to save Pepper Potts. Of course. Right, something stupid. Obviously. Right, but if he's successful, then when he goes up against Loki or the whatever those aliens were, it becomes a little bit easier just because he's done something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be really okay. interesting. That's what I thought of. By the way, it's a great game. And, oh, God, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, well, and so I guess I would like to know, Hannah, what would you insert? Yeah. What would you pick? Maybe you could put that up on our social media or write to us at MGU23. Oh, my goodness. MGU Podcast 23 at gmail.com. Good Lord. Have we mentioned that I've been a little busy? I have a lot on my mind. <laughs> you have been very busy. We want to answer your questions, though. So please email us because uh, we're running out. We are running out. And what's we gonna need ha- more questions. Yeah. And what's going to have to happen is we're just going to be asking each other questions, which well, we I have do a all the time. lot of questions for you, Michael. You should. I, have, I am a mystery. Hmm. Ramped up and an hmm. enigma. So hard to get you going. Isn't it? Hard to get you talking. She's lying. I talk a lot. Chat, 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 uh, chat. Especially in the morning. Oh. <laughs> Okay. You talk so much in the morning. I have things to say. Evidently. Okay. Well, that's listener mail. So, Gina. Michael. I was thinking it would be a good idea, um, considering we did not do this with either Iron Man movie, uh, but I think it would be smart to maybe look at where we left off with Thor last time we saw him. I agree. That actually would have been helpful for me all along. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to review a little bit. Let's do it. So Thor last time was in, he was the Avengers. That's the last time we saw him, his character. And he was essentially taking Loki back to Asgard because Loki, as we've said before, wonderful character, great actor, fun, but a completely inept villain. Yes. Very bad at what he does. Yes. Um, But he's going back to Asgard to do whatever they're going to do to him, probably. It was unclear. It was unclear. We don't know what's going to happen. So that's that's where we left off. And I think it's worth mentioning that Loki has now twice been somewhat defeated. Right. And he clearly is able to come back. Yeah. So. just I think on just on the basis of him being an awesome actor, that's how he keeps coming back. Because really. They just, they just want him back so badly. <laughs> I would think so. Because, man, I, uh, he's, a, he's not good at what he does. So the, now the other characters, uh, remember when we left off in Thor, uh, Thor was basically couldn't come back to Earth to be with Jane Foster. Right. Even though, and that was a weird thing that happened this time is Thor came back to Earth, obviously. And they the didn't mention Jane Foster at all. So they basically made her an afterthought, said, oh, good, she's safe. Right. Uh, in other words, we did, we couldn't afford Natalie Portman. Or right. We couldn't figure out right. what to do with Natalie Portman. So she's a... Uh, Natalie eh, Portman was off. busy with another project, so right. she's safe. She's safe. And we'll yeah. just leave it at that. Right. So that's what we know about her right now. And... Obviously, from the movie poster, which we'll talk about in a second, she's in the movie. She's in this new one. She is in it, obviously, from the movie poster. I was starting to think about the other characters, but nothing about the movie poster would indicate, and of course, you know the answer already, but nothing would indicate that we're going to be using any of those other characters from Earth. Yeah, it's hard to know. And um, I, I do know some of that part of it, but I'll be, I think I told you this before is I don't remember this movie that well. Cause I, this is another one that I think I've only seen once. Okay. So I, I remember little things about it. Sure. But for the most part, this is going to be like Iron Man three. Great. Well, maybe you'll believe my synopsis then. I believe all your synopses. Synopses. Synopsises. Synopsize. I think it's synopsis. Whatever it is. Uh, but w- do we want to do your prediction now? Sure. Gina, let's do your prediction. Okay. Okay, Michael. Yeah. I'm going to read this now, but I want to tell our listeners that we've, we keep having to start over because my consonants are hard and I move around too much. <laughs> so I just wanted to say I was sorry to you, Michael. Oh, I appreciate it. You do it. editing magic and they'll never know, but I know that I'm a difficult podcast partner. Yes. Very hard. Very okay. hard. Uh, well, let's start it again. Go for it. Okay. My synopsis. Thor has brought Loki back to Asgard, where Loki stands trial for his actions and is banished forever from Asgard. Thor tries to resume his duties as king, but after having briefly spent time back on Earth, Thor realizes that he cannot live without Natalie Portman's character, Jane Foster. 
Odin comes to Thor in a vision and warns him not to leave Asgard, but love is stronger than reason, and Thor heads to Earth to be with Jane Foster. Meanwhile, after his banishment from Asgard, Loki is busy working with his evil friends in the Dark World to take over the universe. He has just the opportunity he needs with Thor away on Earth and decides to infiltrate Asgard to begin his reign over the universe. Desperate to stop Loki, Thor's posse of friends from the first Thor movie will need to find a way to get to Earth and retrieve him so he can come and save the day. The posse arrive on Earth and tell Thor of the trouble with Loki in the Dark World, and he knows he must go back. But Jane Foster isn't going to lose Thor again, so this time she goes with him. When Thor returns, he is able to rid Asgard of Loki, but knowing Loki isn't going to give up, a plan must be formed to stop Loki forever. Meanwhile, Jane Foster learns from Idris Elba's character that as a mortal human, she can only stay on Asgard for a limited amount of time or she will lose her human form forever and never be able to return to Earth. In the end, Jane is faced with a decision to help Thor defeat Loki or leave Asgard forever. And of course, she decides to stay, give up her human form, and become one of the badass mythological superheroes. Loki, of course, will be defeated but won't die because he's Loki. And this leaves things hanging for yet another Thor movie. All right. All right. That I put sounds... a lot of effort into you that, really Michael. Did. That, this might actually be better than the movie itself. I really believe Uh-oh. that. So <laughs> uh, I don't remember, okay. honestly. But we're going to go watch the movie Thor The Dark World, which stars Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins, Stellan Skarsgård, and Idris Elba, and directed by Alan Taylor. Are you ready to go watch? I'm ready. Let's, Let's go do, do it. This. We just got back from watching Thor The Dark World. We did. Well, we watched it, and then we, and then the dog went potty, and then you verbally agonized over the 24-second recap. It's impossible, because honestly, we're, I'm going to go back and listen to the Avengers episode and realize that you didn't do a very good job. You I are think welcome to do it however you want. I think that's what I'm going to do, because it's you a... Can, you can bullet point it. <laughs> I just, you can... I don't deserve this. I don't. This was my idea for you, and I have to do this because you had to listen to your future son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, I will do this. As I will go back to doing it again as soon as you're done, or better yet, <laughs> as soon as you can complete it in 24 I'm seconds. I'm not going to complete it. We'll go to your idea. I had a really good idea, everybody, and I'm not going to tell you it now, but it's way better than this. I think we'll do it. I'm, no, I'm not going to get the sever in 24 seconds. It's not going to happen. Like th- especially this one, I can tell you right now. That's the spirit. Yeah, it'll be close, or not. We'll see. But uh, one thing before we do the 24 seconds, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about your synopsis mm. or your your predictions. And was there? Because honestly, um, there are a few things in there. There's really very little you got correct in this one, right? I I wasn't thinking I got anything because you thought Odin was dead. (laughs) I've been trying to figure out why you thought Odin was dead. Yeah, I am really bad at this Um, (laughs) because we've only gotten now to our eighth movie, and I'm already forgetting the movies. Yeah, so I don't. I clearly am not the right person for this podcast project. Well, that is no. You're the exact (laughs) right person. But the 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 truth is, with Odin. I can see where the confusion would be because he did look dead. He was so almost dead. But he wasn't dead. But he was. But he. But we had every reason to believe that he was going to die. Except the fact that he was alive at the end of. But I thought he was dead, and so yeah, my whole thing where I said that that, yeah, I had it all. Yeah. In my head that he was dead and Thor was king and that there you go. Yeah. None of that. No. But you know what? No. The thing that was beautiful, though, is you had a nice story. And I think if they would have made your version, it still would have been a very good movie. I think my version would have been better. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't, not, I don't know. Not that we're foreshadowing to how you feel mm. about it. Because I don't know how you feel about this movie. I'm very excited to find out. Really? Yeah. You have I, no clue how I feel about I it? I actually don't. Oh, okay. I really don't because we... Because you turned to me after the movie and said, we only have 15 more to go. As if... <laughs> 
Yeah, that's true. You felt that's I was true. somehow. It was, I wasn't really responding to the movie. Punishment. I wasn't oh, really okay. It was just more like, holy cow, we still have 15 more of these to go. It wasn't really. <laughs> it wasn't. Holy to the movie. cow, we have 15 no, more to go. I'm so that. excited. It wasn't that. No. It wasn't that. So, but it, it was, um, yeah, it, we have a lot to go. Okay. Have, but um, so anyway, the synopsis, or your, I keep calling the synopsis, that's what I'm going to do. Your prediction. It was my prediction based on the movie poster. And I think that the fact that I, I got the last thing right Loki will be defeated but won't die because he's Loki of course he doesn't die right in fact as we'll find out quite the opposite about he was sort of defeated well we thought he was dead right but but he's not dead he's not dead so I got that right which is a comic book thing all the time mm-hmm. nobody dies in a comic book oh really yeah I don't always come back. as I've said uh Okay, so, well, you seem to know a lot about them for not reading them. That's true. Um, I have friends. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't get anything else right. All right. Well, you gave it a shot. So I guess I did. Uh, I did. I'm going to try to do this in 24 seconds. You are. And the I, thing that I remember last time I did this, and this is why I feel like it's going to be very difficult this time as well. First of all, my writing is really bad. Lame. No, no, it's... It's part of it. That, that's not the big part. It's also because it's hard. I write down a lot of details, and by the time I get done, it's like, oof, this is a lot more than I probably need to summarize because mm-hmm. it's not really a summary. I'm going through it. So what you're saying is you didn't learn anything from last I've time. I've learned nothing. Okay, cool. Uh, so I will give it a shot. Okay, well, I'm going to time you on your mark. All right. Get set. Summarize. Loki is cast to the dungeons by Odin. The Nine Realms are at peace. Thor is not ready to take the throne, but because he pines for Jane Foster, there's some bullshit about Nine Realms converging. Uh, meanwhile, the Aether takes over Jane and, and awakens Malekith, the Dark Elf. Thor takes Jane to Asgard. The, the Dark Elves attack Asgard. Frigga is killed. Uh, Thor asks Loki for help to get, oh, to get Jane off the planet. Montage! Loki takes Thor and Jane to the Dark World. Oh... Oh, I was almost done. That is it. I was, uh, but there's so much more that I have to say. I have to say you did a... And the final battle... impressive job. The final battle in Greenwich. I actually summarized the final battle. It just basically says final battle in Greenwich. Thor wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's really all you can That's do. all you had left? No, there was still a little bit yeah. in between. But you, I mean, you got a lot in. That, that was, was tough. That was quite impressive. That was tough. God, that was hard. Oof. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's, but there... I think, yeah, I mean, I just need to write less. Yeah, well, I think next time we'll try your new idea. We'll try it. We'll try it. And we'll uh, we'll wait to unveil what that is in our next episode. Yes, we will. So, but the movie, you know, just I, I summarize a little bit, very little as far as the, the, the plot points. But I guess before we do that, before we really get into the movie, should we do some fun facts? Let's do some fun Let's facts. Let's do some fun facts. Thor The Dark World was released on November 7th, 2013 and was directed by Alan Taylor. Taylor was mostly known for his TV work, having directed episodes of Lost, Sex and the City, The Sopranos, Game of Thrones, and Mad Men. He directed three movies prior to this one, but nothing with the scope of Thor The Dark World. What were the movies? I don't remember off okay. the top of my head. They, okay. they, were, they were movies I had never heard of. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think Those are some big shows. Yeah, they're really big shows. Right. One of them was The Emperor's New Clothes, but I think mm. it was a it wasn't the animated one. It was some other movie. Oh. That hmm. yeah, I okay. don't yeah, yeah. Uh, opening weekend it made 86 million dollars. Domestically it made 206.4 million. Worldwide it made 644.8 million dollars, which was number 16 in the MCU and 100 and num- <laughs> 139 all time. The reviews, it received a 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, which was the lowest scoring movie in the MCU. Audiences gave the film an A-, minus. of course they did. <laughs> uh, critics liked the relationship between Thor and Loki, but one critic said this looked like a by-the-numbers movie made by committee with no personal stamp on it from the director. I thought that was an interesting little take on it. Mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins, who directed the movie Monster with Charlize Theron, was in early negotiations to direct the film, which would have made this the first MCU film directed by a woman. She left the film citing the ever-popular creative differences. Jenkins said, I could have made a great Thor if I could have done the story that I was wanting to do, but I don't think I was the right person to make a great Thor out of the story they wanted to do. 
Oh. Jenkins went on to direct her, the hit DC movie Wonder Woman and the soon-to-be-released Wonder Woman 1984. So she's doing okay. She's recovered nicely from it. I kind of want to see her movie. You should see that movie. It's pretty great. Uh, Chris Hemsworth grew his hair out for this movie so he would appear more authentic because he had a wig for the first Thor movie. Oh, he did. He did. He did have one. So um, Loki was not originally planned to be in this movie, but the script was rewritten because of his popularity in the Avengers. And thank God they did. Producer Sir Kenneth Branagh, it is Sir Kenneth Branagh, Turned down, <laughs> yep. He turned down directing this movie as he felt the the locked release date didn't give him enough pre-production time. Then he decided to work on Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit instead, hmm. which I don't know if I saw that one or not. I can't remember. I didn't. Yeah, I know you didn't. So anyway, those are the fun facts. Well, let's talk about the movie. Okay. All right. So there was a lot going on in this movie. A lot of things, a lot of plot. Some hard to follow, I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to ask you a few questions. You didn't know the answer sometimes. No, sometimes I didn't, I, admittedly. And I don't know if it was just because I didn't understand or if the movie didn't make it clear or if it was just generally confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, that that was a little bit of a challenge. But anyway, before we get really deep into it, we talked last time, we had kind of our MVP of the movie for you and me. And we talked about that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. About that. So was there a character in here that you liked? It was your MVP is that it was maybe it was super important to them or, or just one that you liked the most, obviously. Mm. And I'm going to challenge you and not say Loki because everybody loves Loki. Loki's great. <laughs> yeah. If there's somebody you liked in there. Yeah. Well, I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Frigga. Frigga, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Rene Russo um, because I really loved the scene when she sort of kicked ass and then saved Jane. Yeah. And of course, it was then her own demise. But yeah, yeah I just, I, I really loved that. I thought that was great. I did too. I, I think uh, Rene Russo is such a great actress and I think she's not in that much it feels like anymore no. which is terrible because she's i i've always liked her i think she's just got a she's she's always good in whatever she does and if, if you can think of anything i don't know why i'm only thinking of lethal weapon 3 i know she's done other movies that's the only she's thing just, i can think of too <laughs> is it really so i was like i don't know is she a good actress because i can't really i just i don't think know. of anything with that movie but anyway yeah, maybe, she's my mvp maybe i'm overrating her who's yours I don't know. so mine was actually because a surprise one for me was dr eric selvig which was still in skarsgård the scientist i loved his role in this i think he was fun they made it so he was actually affected what by what happened to him in New York. Right. He is now at this point, he's he's crazy. They made him crazy. He's running right. around Stonehenge naked, warning of things, which he's absolutely right about. Right. Uh, but also the thing he said about having a, a God in his head. Yeah. All yeah. the time and how horrible it is. And so he's just trying to keep it together. Right. Uh, meanwhile, he's still a genius. He's still helping out. And I thought he really helped this movie. I, I like, he's a great actor anyway. I yes. enjoy him as an actor. He was really kind of the glue in this movie for me. I really okay, enjoyed yeah. him. That's yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. think that's a good one. Yeah, he surprised me because I don't remember liking him the first time I saw this. I was kind of like, I didn't care. I didn't think about it. And now I watch it and go, oh, he's, hmm. he's great. So, Your impressions have changed quite a bit with some of these. They movies. have. They definitely have. It's it's that's why we're going through them again, right? We get to these new impressions. It's there great. You go. So let's talk about the movie itself. Were there some things that you liked about it? Like really liked. There were some things that I liked about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Just the way you're saying it, I'm getting this feeling about maybe how you feel about this movie. I don't have a ton that okay. I that I loved about it, to be honest with you. That's um, all right. Great. So I really liked the Dark Elves as evil characters. Cool. I cool. thought that they were scary and just because elves are usually cute and sweet <laughs> right. and there was just something about them being the dark elves yeah. and yeah it worked for me so i awesome. i did i liked them as the bad guys did you like the main bad guy then yeah you did okay Melikith. Melikith, yes. Melikith was, oh yeah, and he and he changed, he transformed throughout the movie into an even grislier looking, you know, yes. meaner. Yeah, he was very wicked. And yeah, yeah. I did like him. So yeah, that that worked for me. I think my biggest complaint about Malekith, because I did like him as well, and I like the Dark Elves, was just I wanted to know more about Malekith. I want to go deeper into that character. Yeah. Because they just... We didn't. had nothing. There's just really nothing to explore except that he really wanted the ether. 
Right. And he, because he wants to destroy the universe. And I kind of like, well, why? And I found myself thinking that part uh, towards the end of the movie. I thought, well, wait, what? Yeah, what is he? What is the? What's the point here? What's his motivation? What is his motive? What's happening? Destroying the universe. I mean, okay, that's pretty generic. What else yeah. is there? And that really fell flat yep, for me. Yep. So, but anyway, I did like the the dark elves. Uh, I we already talked about it, but I Frigga, I wanted to bring that up again. I really, I really mm-hmm. enjoyed when she she grabbed that sword when she was whisking Jane away to try to keep her safe and you knew that was a little foreshadowing of something she was going to do and she just came up with this badass basically fight and um, ultimately and then also used her her magic yeah she's a witch she's a witch she's a witch and that was that was really cool so I just yeah I really I I I really enjoyed that cool Um, I loved the scene with It was the scene with Thor and Loki when um, Loki's changing their appearance to be different people. And he briefly turns into Captain America. That That was was, very funny. That was so funny. That was really funny. funny. I really, really liked that. And then my favorite line in the whole movie was when Odin says, is referring to Jane. And he says, uh, let's see, Thor says she's ill. She's not well. And he said... Odin says she's mortal. Illness is their defining trait. So great. That was a great line. That was my favorite line in the whole movie. I think it's funny because we both wrote that down. We both scrambled. We're like, yes, that's a great line. I I wrote it down as well. I thought I saw you writing that down as well. I really love Odin's contempt for humans. Mm -hmm. It comes through so beautifully in this movie. Yes. Anthony Hopkins plays the hell out of Odin. and uh, He does. I have to say, though, when I was writing my synopsis, I... I was looking up a couple characters just because I wanted to remember their names. And this yeah. is always this is always dangerous territory because sure. I don't want spoilers. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'll I'll just try to quick look in and remember their names. But I saw a couple of things flash up about how much Anthony Hopkins hated doing this movie. That's a common theme that I saw from other characters too. Or okay. from other actors. It wasn't just him, it was also uh, Idris Elba. And the guy who played uh, uh, Macalith, who I can't think of his name off the top of my head, um, but they all hated doing this movie. They all hated this one in particular. Yeah, because the re- there were reshoots. There were all these things that just weren't going right. I don't know if it, and it wasn't really. It didn't sound oh, like so they were it was clashing. a logistical thing rather than a. Because I thought, well, why'd they do it if they didn't want to do it? But it was this particular. I see. Yeah, I think it was more that. Okay. So okay. It might have just been a really troubled shoot. Hmm. And if, I'm sure Anthony Hopkins, being a professional that he's you know professional that he is right i mean i'm sure he gets annoyed by that i mean i imagine anthony hopkins is probably like i'm doing you guys a favor yeah doing a you're friggin welcome thor movie. you are all welcome my second thor movie by the way <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah probably the highest paid actor in the whole thing he's probably doing pretty well anyway so um yeah so what'd you like about the movie yeah uh, i well i mean obviously because it's the obvious i mean i, I love the the pl- interplay between thor and loki it just works. They're they're very good team together. They yes. play off each other well as brothers that love each other but kind of hate each other. And I also thought Tom Hiddleston as Loki really did a very nice job being conflicted, showing his con- conflict of um, well, conflicting emotion where it's he's saying I don't really care about about Frigga dying, but obviously he does. You know, just kind of going back and forth on that. He loves his brother, but hates his brother. He. Although, did you feel? I wasn't sure that I could see that conflict. I because okay. I continued to be surprised. I agree with you that he was ultimately conflicted, yeah. but I didn't know it as we were going. I felt I felt surprised whenever he. Oh, interesting. Suddenly, you didn't. No, maybe you it's, saw it before. I saw it before. It's not <laughs> fair. It's not fair. But I honestly, again, I, there's a lot of this I did not remember. Okay. There were there were flashes of things I remembered, uh, but not. Not a lot, which is interesting because that'll talk when we get our overall thoughts. And sure. That'll tie in. Uh, I also, uh, I like, I thought the acting was great overall by everybody. I think this is a very well acted series because they're all Shakespearean type actors, it feels like. And they're all being very Shakespearean about everything, just the way they use their language. So I enjoyed the acting very much. Okay. I thought that was good. One thing that stood out with all the the ship battles and the the lasers and the guns and all this stuff uh it had a star wars feel to it mm. this one did you know not not so mm. much the final battle but everything else even the ships looked like y wings from the 
from from the Star Wars movies. It just had a, it just had this uh, this cool Star Wars. Feel. I see that. Yeah, I, there I were like elements that. of that. Yeah, and I like the setting. I love the sci-fi space setting. I thought that was cool. It was very well established. That was neat. I I enjoyed that. The set pieces were beautiful, really well done. I thought the first Thor was too, though. I thought those were done very well. So those were the main things I liked. Oh, I also liked that Jane Foster had something to do in this movie a little bit more than the other one, than just sitting around. She actually was helpful. She actually did some stuff at the end to help out. So... So by doing some stuff, you mean she ran around with that box and moved a little lever? She moved some stuff. She moved some stuff. No, but I mean, she was she was the one who was holding onto the ether. She was, you know, I thought she had a little more to do this one. Okay. I, yeah. Plus, I think Natalie Portman's a great actress. I think she's great. So obviously, you feel differently about this, but I thought she had what more do to mean? do this one. <laughs> I'm getting this feeling about it, but I understand where you're coming from. Uh, but I wouldn't say it was an amazing role or anything. It wasn't like she was... I mean, she was obviously a main character, but obviously I want more from her. I mean, because there should be. And I just don't know at this point if Marvel knew what to do with their female characters. They kind of put Lady Sif to the background. Mm-hmm. Frigga was great, but then she dies. For a minute. Yeah. She was great for a minute. Yeah, and, uh, and Natalie Portman is doing what she does. Again, I thought she was doing more than she did in the first Thor. Maybe that's why I'm saying it. But I would like if they give her more to do. I was more mad about Lady Sif not being in this movie more, but we'll get to that. Well, and they opened, I, I thought she was going to be because yeah. the one of the key opening scenes, <laughs> fighting that battle and then Thor zooms in and she says, I have everything under control here. Right. And he says, then why is everything on fire? Yeah. And I thought, okay, let's just let's let's just make sure that we know that the women can't be in charge right out of the yeah, gate, and that, that was... so that kind of annoyed me right off the bat. But then I thought, well, maybe she's going to play a a more key role in this movie since she was in that initial scene. But no, she really yeah. Didn't. Well, there was one other scene in there that where they were. It was after the battle, and it's clear that from the, the way the camera panned to Lady Sif is that Owen wants Thor to be with Lady Sif. Yes, it's very clear. Yes, and Lady Sif kind of starts making a move on Thor, it seemed like, you know, and Thor is too distraught because he wants Jane Foster, right? And that's kind of the end of it. Well, and then she was all set up to to be the one to, which she was, the one to help Jane Foster, right? She, yes. She, she went in there and, and got her and saved the day in that during that one scene. But um, but that was it. Yeah. It's it's a very it thankless weak. role. It's a very thankless role yeah. for a lady. So she deserves better. Uh, which I agree. Let's bring it over then, because obviously we're already transitioning into things we didn't like about this movie. <laughs> uh, so what what are some things I'd like to hear from you? What did you not like? Uh, well, so one of the, I think one of the biggest things that bothered me about this movie was they took a lot of liberties with things that weren't really explained. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been an ongoing theme through the podcast, and somebody even asked if there were things that I had an issue with. And I've talked about how I've, I have to let things go mm-hmm. because it's 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 pretend, sure. Um, you know, and and I and I have to suspend disbelief in a lot of different situations. But I felt like at at every turn there was a new thing that was just not really making sense. Oh, okay, uh, the Rainbow Bridge. Oh, how to get fixed? Which is called the oh the the bit frost the bit the, the, the bifrost bifrost yeah the yeah. bifrost I the rainbow bit bridge frost. it's spelled bitfrost it's bifrost maybe I'm not remembering this correctly but it seemed like it was a big deal that it was gone yeah in you're the right. first Thor and then now it's just and then it's just back yeah I mean and I, I guess the only was... explanation that I could have for that is that it was two years since that. <laughs> Okay. But but that's it. They I have mean, to rebuild I, the cities. They have to rebuild the Rainbow Bridge. I mean, things get destroyed along the way, you know? And they have to fix them. We never get to see all that background yeah. stuff. But anyway, um, and then it felt clunky to me. Mm-hmm. The, scene, the scene with Thor and Jane when they first reunite, and they're trying to banter a little, and she makes some comment about, well, you were in New York. You know, where, right. where have you been? And he said, well, you know, I've been off doing my thing. And she said, well, you were in New York. Yeah. And then he sort of just, oh, that, that scene felt really weak and clunky to me. Okay. I, I just, yeah, yeah. so I, I just, I felt like there was a lot of that throughout the movie where it just wasn't really making sense. And 
instead of me thinking, oh, maybe I need to pay more attention or we need to back it up, I eventually just sort of gave up. Like, okay, yeah. this movie's just going to flit from here to there. Some of the scenes aren't quite going to make sense. And it just didn't do it for me. Could I add in something about that? I more want to ask you something. Sure. Because I already know my answer. Did you ever have that feeling of why are Thor and Jane Foster together? Well, I've had that feeling right from the get-go, and we discussed this yeah. after the first one, yeah. after the first movie. Like, why are you pining for each other? There wasn't any reason. They yeah. just all of a sudden looked at each other a certain way. They, yeah, they didn't have. They had developed no relationship. Yeah, where does it come from? And the thing is, she's she was a, at the beginning of the movie. She's on a date with a perfectly pleasant fellow, <laughs> played by Chris O'Dowd, who should be in all movies because he's a wonderful comic actor, and. He's, uh, you know, he's just kind of set aside because she's got this crush on a guy from two years ago that she met briefly. Well, and exactly. Why is she even on the date if she's pining after right. Thor that much? Maybe she's why trying even to go move on, the on. Date? But that leads into another thing that annoyed yes, me. Yes, please. Which was, I felt, and the humor has been something I've loved so much in a lot of these movies. I felt the humor was a real miss in this movie. It fell flat. It really fell flat. And yeah. that scene with her and that going on the date with that guy was one of several scenes that to me just, they felt like they were just jammed in there, just inserted in there to try mm-hmm. to be funny and didn't work. Yeah. Just, just didn't work. Yeah. It felt clunky to me. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I thought a lot of the humor fell flat, especially uh, with Kat Denning's character, mm-hmm. who was so great in the first one. She was one. so great in the first and one. And this one, uh, oh, Darcy. That's I keep forgetting. His name is Darcy. Darcy. Uh, and it just, she, and she, she's fine. She plays the character fine. It's just she wasn't given great lines this time like she did the first time. Yeah. Instead of laughing, I found myself sort of <laughs> humphing. <Yeah. laughs> it was just, yeah. you know, like, oh, uh-huh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Just annoying. I mean, besides the Captain America part. That was really funny. Yeah. That, yeah. that I liked. Yeah. But I mean, that but was otherwise. just, that was one little. Yeah. I mean, there were some things that of were. Of course there, there were some, some good things, things. But yeah, but for the most part, I completely agree with you. The humor from the first one just wasn't there. Well, and Dr. Selvig, uh, you know, he was running around naked and that was, you know, we, he, he kind of lost it. And, and, I, and I got all that. But then when they went into the scene where he's now with them and he's helping them, but then we see he's, he's working with his pants off. Yeah. And they say, oh, he just, he says it's easier for him to think that way. Right. And then he has to make the comment, oh, I better get my pants before they go to you know, do whatever they're going to do. It just, it felt like a cheap, it's a yeah. cheap laugh. Yeah. It's just, come on. Oh, he's got his pants off. <laughs> yeah. Are we 11 years old? Well, interestingly, too, I mean, we could go... Nothing to, against 11-year-olds who might who be might listening. Be listening. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I think it's interesting you say that because I really did like Dr. Selvig's character overall. But one thing that came to my mind was how they treat mental illness in this one compared to how Iron Man 3 did. Oh, yes. Right? So it's a much different way. Now, you know, Stellan Skarsgård played his character well, but at the same time, it wasn't... They played him as a crazy person and kind of did the stereotypical crazy stuff. I mean, how many times do we talk about, oh, I'm crazy. I forgot my pants. You know, the no pants thing, you know. Right, right, Those right. are the things that, um, they're, they're just, they don't quite work. They're, they're tropes that you get, you you hear about, you see them all the time. And maybe they just get in your head and like, oh, yeah, it's just another thing. But they're very noticeable. Yeah. Well, yeah. and maybe it, and part of it might have been the extreme of seeing Iron Man 3, and liking it so much yeah. and having it be, you know, up towards my favorites and then going to this one, right. which is firmly at the bottom for me. Yes. Oh, and there's one thing. Firmly. Firmly at the bottom. Oh, this is good to know. Okay. Well, we will do rankings later, but we know now. Uh, but one thing that they did in this movie that I want, I want taken out of every single movie. I want them to stop doing this because it's not funny anymore. It's stupid. I hate it when they do the Fonzie move on a ship where it's like, it's not working, it's not working. And then they just like punch it or slam their head against it or something. And then it magically starts up. That needs to stop. It drives me. I hated it in Back to the Future, which is a movie I love. And that was back in 1985 or four or whatever it was. And he banged his head against the DeLorean and it started. Come on. And how many times have we seen that now? Over and over and over. Why do people think it's such a cheap way to do something it's and maybe true. 1984 was fine i don't know but i guess it's maybe because i saw back to the future recently and it was like oh yeah that thing yeah well and again we have not to 
not to go go gaga over Iron Man, but to yeah. go gaga over Iron Man. You know, we have Iron Man who just who's who's intelligent and fixing things and, yes. and making them work just right. And then yeah, then we have to go into another scene where we just bang our head against something or hit it with our fist. Right. And it, it just no, magically starts. No. Just magically. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Fonzieing the ship. Fonzieing. <laughs> Fonzieing so, the ship. That's what I call it. I don't know. Maybe other mm. people have called it before that. I'm sure they have. I'm sure I'm not original. Uh, so <laughs> what of any other thing that stood out for you that you did not like? It sounds um, like you have a pretty big list. Well, no, I actually, there's only one more thing that kind yeah. of, um, that I found was sort of, huh? And it was Loki, the scene where Loki was fighting and he was fighting so skillfully. Yeah. And it just, he's been such a, he's been such a sort of ridiculous character yeah. making bad decisions and, right. you know, being, I mean, he's certainly got the evil aspect, but right. when he suddenly kind of got some moves and was fighting really skillfully, yeah. uh, I thought I kind of went, huh? Yeah. But he did he did do that in the first Thor though in the first scene where they're all together because at the time Loki was not necessarily evil oh that's true he did do some fighting and the other thing I always have to remember with same thing with Thor and Loki they're gods mm-hmm. that's a one thing I always have to keep in mind yes is that they are gods yes uh, Loki is just an inept god right you know he's he's the trickster which is interesting because at the end we saw that he's taken Odin's likeness and is now on the throne yes and so when that happened i was thinking and i had just written it down i thought well but who's going to be king right because odin you know because thor doesn't want to be king and odin you know and loki was dead or so i thought right and i thought well who's going to be king then what happens and i was thinking about the logistics of it and then all of a sudden right did you really think loki was dead I did. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, of course he's not dead. But I was just, I guess I hadn't really stopped. I, I hadn't really finished my thought. Right, right. It makes sense. I was still thinking he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, this movie's a mess. It's yeah. It's just kind of a mess. Yeah. There's things to like about it. It's, again, with a Marvel movie, even though I've said this before, the movies that I don't consider really top-notch movies, I don't hate them. Like, I don't hate this movie by any means. It's a fine way to spend a couple hours. <laughs> but at the end, do I want to see it again? Not really. I don't ever need to see this movie again. And I think I, this is why I haven't watched it since, because I don't think I really cared for it the first time. Again, didn't hate it. It was just kind of a movie. He was like, okay, cool. I mean, I'll go watch Loki. I'll go watch Thor. They're, they're great characters. But the movie's a mess. It's confusing. Yeah. It's not my favorite. I don't know if I would use the word hate. I have a lot stronger feelings about disliking this movie okay. than I did about any of the other ones. Interesting. I mean, so when I said a firm last place, I mean like... Because before Thor and the Incredible Hulk were kind of hovering together mm-hmm. down towards the bottom, but this is like well below those. Yeah, for me. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just I liked it so much less than all the other movies. Fair enough, and uh, yeah, I I get that. I totally get it. So why don't we? Because you already kind of we're moving in it. Let's go into the rankings. Obviously, this one for you. Dead last. This, this is, podcast doesn't need to be more than 20 minutes. It really doesn't. Edited. Yeah, we could have totally just said we <laughs> did not like this one that much. Anyway, so this is number eight for you. This has gone to the last place. Yes. What was your last place up to this point? Well, it was Incredible Hulk. And you liked Incredible Hulk definitely but, better than this. Yeah, see, that's the thing is that I didn't feel, I, I was starting to feel bad for the Incredible Hulk and for even for the, for the first Thor yeah. because they were hovering down around the bottom. But I, I liked all the movies. Yeah. I've liked them all. So it, it almost felt like, oh, wow, now they're sixth and seventh. But I would say that, yeah, Incredible Hulk is number seven, but... Yeah, this one definitely falls to eight. This is eight. This is this is eight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my last place one up to this point is Iron Man 2, right? Yours was Iron Man 2. Okay. Yeah, this is below Iron Man 2. Okay. And it's not even really close. I think this, again, didn't hate it. Just kind of got done with it and shrugged my shoulders and went, okay. Yeah. Let's go do a podcast now. Yeah. And talk about this. That was it. Where I actually started thinking about what show we might watch later. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> well, this was this. I wasn't excited to talk about this one necessarily. Yeah. I was excited to hear what you thought. Hmm. Are you I, surprised? No, I'm okay. not. And one of the reasons is I, the jokes fell flat, and I could tell they fell flat for you, uh, because you you weren't responding. You weren't responding to any of that stuff. And that and a couple things you did obviously. I was actually sound asleep. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no you no, fell asleep. I wasn't. And if you did it, I you know maybe no. Uh, but we have a job to do. We have a job. Yes. So this is dead last. 
Yeah. I think we're both in agreement on that. We don't yes. really need to talk about this anymore. Nope. And and here's what I'll say too is I think in general this is considered a lesser Marvel film. This is usually near the bottom for most people, if not the bottom. Mm. Which is and also the critics were right. They they, mm-hmm. they were had it on the bottom. There's and then it still got the A minus though from the audiences. That's where you have to recognize that that score might be insignificant. It's like right? exit polls. They're all hopped up on <laughs> Diet Coke and popcorn <laughs> yeah, and junior exactly. mints, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was an A minus. Yeah, this is an A minus. This is so for great. Sure. Yeah. And it's and sometimes it's like they're just giving it that grade because it exists. I guess. We're so glad Thor's out there. It's a Marvel movie. A minus, man. It's good. So, Michael. Yeah. What are we going to watch next? Well, the next movie we're going to watch, we're going to continue the Captain America saga. Captain America. It's going to be Captain America Winter Soldier. And that will be the next one. And actually, the following one after that is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So we got some two kind of interesting movies coming up. Because Captain America, we love the first one. We, we love. We adore the first one. Right? I see it. I see it up there on number one. It's number one for both of us. Mm-hmm. We, we both have our first and last the same. We do. So Actually, we have pretty similar lists for the most we part. We do. So far. So uh, Winter Soldier will be coming next. Uh, again, Chris Evans is back. Uh, this one will have Robert Redford in it. Oh. Yeah, which is interesting to see him in a movie, in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it'll be fun to watch again. One thing, I'll give you a little preview, is I've seen this movie many times. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited to see what you... I, I don't say this, but I'm, I am... There's movies in this series that I'm really excited to see what you think, whether because it's ones that I love or just because they're so different and I want to see how you react to them. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. But we'll be doing that next. We will. Uh, anything else we want to cover before we get out of here? I think that's it. Other than thanks once again to all of our listeners. Yes. And to those who participate by asking us questions or entering. Oh, the drawing for the swag. We should. Drawing for the swag. Yes. Yeah. Let's not forget. Uh, you can still listen to these podcasts. And you, you're listening for a bark. You're listening for a Charlie bark. You are listening for a Charlie bark. And when is. So for this one, for episode eight, yeah. when is our deadline going to be? The drawing will be on the 14th for this episode. Right. So anytime between now and the 14th, you can send us the timestamp of when you hear Charlie's bark. Yes. You can send that to us via our Facebook account or Instagram. You can text it to one of us if you want to. And you have our phone numbers. Email's the best. MGUpodcast23 at gmail.com. Just uh, put on in the, the subject line which episode this is from. And we'll enter you in the drawing. And not a lot of people enter. You have a pretty good chance of getting the swag right now. Real good chance. Real good chance. And you should check the pictures on our on our Facebook page. Yes. Where you can see our winners, Lane and Nick, showing off the mugs and the tote bag. And we have a couple more winners, so f- more photos will be coming. Yes. So you, too, could have a photo on our social media. It's quite a feat if you get on there. It's amazing. Uh, So I think that's going to be it. All right. All right. This has been the MGU Podcast. This is Michael. And I'm Gina. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.